I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome along to The Short Ball. It's a podcast with Scotty and Mills, and we're here on Rugby Pass and talking all things Mitre 10 Cup, a couple of issues around the All Blacks and Farah Palmer Cup as well. And we thought, Millsy, today on The Short Ball, because uh, we're coming into spring, we'd talk to a man who's got a spring in his step and a <laughs> slug on his top lip. And that is none other than County's Monaco hooker, Joe Royal. Kia ora, Bay. Hey, kia ora, brother. Now, Joe, uh, Millsy and I were out at uh, Pukekohe last night at Navigation Home Stadium uh, watching you boys go around with the Steelers taking on the Taranaki Bulls. And uh, it's fair to say, mate, that you have one of the most unique slugs going on uh, in all of rugby right now. Something you've been working on, Joe? Yeah, started off with the, the full beard. I was trying to go for your look, mate. Then, um, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. And then just saw uh, old uh, counties uh, counties footage, old Buff. He uh, he gets up for that sort of stuff. Eh? So he showed us a couple of old school clips and spotted a mo out there. So I thought I'd better try and bring something back eh, and rock uh, one of those seventies moves. How about when you ro- you rolled it? You yeah, rolled you, it during you, rehearsal. You saw that we were we were waiting for the game, and you walked down the tunnel to warm up, and you gave you gave the ends a tweak. You gave the ends a bit of a waxing on the way out. You were thinking about how your <laughs> mo was looking. Oh. Yeah, you gotta. I guess that uh, if, if it's if we can get some TV time, you gotta make it look good. On the <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, now, Joe, uh, KT, KT, KT gave me heaps as I ran out. Yeah, we might have told him to do that to you, uh, Joe. Uh, I've got another. I've got another thing to talk about with you. Um, now, are you still still with your partner, Joe? Yes. Yes, we are. Now, her name's Kelly, and uh, yes. I happen to like Kelly quite a lot. Not in that way, just because she's awesome. She, she likes she likes you too. Thanks very much, Joe. Now, I just want to know, how does Kel feel about uh, this this waxy slug on the top of your lip? Well, first of all, she doesn't have a choice, but <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope she's not listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she, she's not a fan, but um, I just said, look, it's just for the season, and mm. we'll, um, it'll come off after that last game or whenever that last game is. But she's getting used to it. She she tends to twirl it up for me when I'm uh, just chilling watching TV. She's just playing with your mo. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys got a kinky thing going on there. We're going to leave you to that. Um, also, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, Joe Royal, but um, your your moustache is very similar to that of a, a famous New Zealander, Peter Plumley Walker. Have you ever heard of Peter Plumley Walker? No. Do you, do I want to know? 
Well, Peter Pomney Walker was a man who liked to uh, frequent uh, dominatrixes. And, um, <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, she went to get fish and chips. Her name was Renee Chignall. Uh, and uh, by the time she came back down, he had suffocated. She had bound him up, and so they threw him over the Hooker Falls, uh, his dead body. A very famous case in New Zealand, but I'm going to post a picture on Rugby Pass with your moustache next to that of Peter Plumley Walker. I just, I hope you don't end up in the same way. I know that's not, right that's not what I'm saying. That's not what well, I'm saying. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I hope I don't have the same feet. <laughs> but I, I am a big fan. Last night, too, we cut to the crowd, Millsy. Mm. And uh, there was a man who was trying to be just like you, Joe. We were wondering if you had any relations in the in the grandstand last night. Uh, I I actually did see that on the replay, and I I don't know the dude, but um, <laughs> you're all over him, mate. You're all all over him easily. I I I, I actually don't mind if uh, County's fans turn up with a yeah uh, sporting emo then. It just shows a bit of support for the Steelers boys. That's it. I think that should be the plan from here on. If you're a Steelers fan, you've got to grow your mo for the rest of the season. I tell you what, Joe. Let's get serious about the footy, though. Gee, you guys are close. You are so there, but mm. um, it must be a bit frustrating at the moment for you and the boys, just not quite getting over the line. Yeah, well, you know, three three games in a row when we're there thereabouts. It's it, it is frustrating, but hey, the the boys are are positive. We know we got the. And we, if we string stuff together, we know we've got the goods and we can um, yeah, get get some wins under our belt, which should be sweet. Yeah, you are very close, uh, Joe. But um, just wanting to know, how was uh, Sam Hen- Henwood this morning? Um, obviously, he suffered a, a pretty big knock uh, last night. But uh, just have you seen him at all this morning? And um, has, he, has he recovered at all? He, he came, he's, uh, he's in this morning. He's, he was in the, in the pool with the boys. And that just shows uh, the type of man he is. He's, he, he's not one to rest, but... He, uh, he said his head's fine. He's starting the protocols now to try and get back to, to playing. And uh, we're all messaging him last night. And he, mm, awesome. he's saying, yeah, see, finally just got a handsome lip now. <laughs> <laughs> he took quite a knock, that's for sure. Joe, I just want to talk about a couple of players you play with. Um, someone you're pretty close to for most of the match, Kalolo Tui Loma. Yes. Um, what about his fitness at the moment oh. and how far he's come uh, even since last season, mate? Oh, mate, he's, he's unreal. He's um, you know, had that year of Super Rugby, and uh, the Landers have put him through some mahi, and he's come back. <laughs> he's come back in uh, awesome shape, and he, and you can see it when he's when he's out there on the field. He's, yeah. We probably missed him last week against the Bay. You know, just those dominant carries and uh, his stuff around his work around the ruck. So, but he's 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 awesome. He's pretty solid for us. Joe, I mean, you, you spoke about it before and, and mentioned the fact you are there or thereabouts against Auckland. You started well. You sort of There's just patches where you sort of take your foot off the, the button against uh, Bay of Plenty. You've come back and almost pipped it at the end. I thought you were a little bit unlucky in that game. Tanaro Latimer actually pulled the, um, that, that more down. I, I, I messaged him after that. Um, <laughs> but also, la, you know, last night's game as well, you, there was... Like particularly in the in the first half, you're very dominant. I mean, is that something the coaches? I mean, what what have the coaches put their um? I mean, their finger on it. What, what what do they said about some of the stuff you need to work on to make sure you do get a, a complete game together? Because if you do, man, you guys are pretty lethal. Yeah, I think it's just those um, capitalizing and taking uh, taking hold of those those little moments where, um, like you said, just one little lapse, maybe a drop ball or a penalty, and then. It just keeps building. Like we get another penalty, or we drop another ball, and stuff like that. We just got to tidy up those things, those little one percenters. And like, yeah, when we're on, we're on. And 
I guess uh, when we're off, we sort of panic a bit, but mm. but but the boys stay positive, eh? and mm. that's all we that's all the coaches ask for, and we just tidy up those small things, those one percenters, and like you said, we should be should be humming. Well, you got another chance this weekend against Hawks Bay, my bro. So uh, best of luck there, Mo Royale, joining us on the Shortball <laughs> Podcast today. You keep growing that yeah. slug, buddy. I, uh, I'm a massive I fan, it. as you well yeah, know. Awesome. Yeah, I think we're trying to. A couple of the mates down uh, down home, they they're calling it the Mojo Crew or something. I can go. I can get behind that. The, the Mojo, the Mojo, yeah. and Tavita Nabura's mullet. Tavita Nabura's Fijian mullet. Before you go, do you want to discuss what's going on with that litter? His I, I think, I think you said it, Mills. You, you used the rock one. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. No. Yes, no, I did. I think, I think he, he said something that he like, idolised you. With. No. Oh, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that Millsy haircut. <laughs> you rock it, brother. You rock it. He just, you need to buy him some Soul Glow, mate. You need to chuck that in there. Joe Royal out of the Steelers, brother. Always a pleasure to chat to you. Good luck for the rest of the season, mate. Uh, thanks, boys. Uh, Ian. Yeah, we'll catch up during the season. Awesome, Sorry, brother. Bro. Cheers, mate. Joe Royal joining the short pool today. Hell of a man, Joe. And uh, his partner, Kelly, she's awesome too. Uh, he's a Bay of Plenty boy. Come up mm. and played for Ponsonby and now playing his trade with the Steelers. Throws a great dart at line-out time. Yeah. It looks like he's been on the glass barbie when he's throwing the ball in. He's very intense on the throw. Mm. Well, at least at least he's like behind the line. <laughs> he's behind the line. I mean, Ricky okay. Rick tell you, he was, he was, he's great. He's a great part. And it's smart. If, he's, if he wants to step over that line and the assistant referee doesn't pick it up, good okay. on him. Okay, so we brought it up last night, right? Now, the hooker, when he throws the ball on, has to be standing behind the line, i.e. on the outside of the line, the touch line. Now, you've got three referees, the referee with a whistle and two assistant referees, and they're doing a great job. Don't, don't get me wrong. This is not a criticism of referees. But they're all looking at things that are happening 20 metres away in the play, and the assistant referee is standing behind the hooker with his flag up, and he's looking for the straight Shame. throw or not. That's the referee's job. And no one is seeing the guy sneaking a foot inside he the touchline. He does sneak line. it, eh? He does. Absolutely. And, and it's commonplace in the game now. And these are the little things. Like if you can't get the little things right mm. by law, there's no point going after the big complex things. Yeah. In front from kickoffs. That's mm. another one. That's a bugbear of a lot of people in the game. These these are fundamental rules that give teams an unfair advantage. Yeah, but they did pick up one. It was actually another hooker. Well, it was our man Joe Rural. I mean, um, he, he left at 15 meter mark, you know, right. relatively pretty early, and they picked that up. But but you're right, it is those little wee fundamental things. I mean, I think that's one of the things that sort of frustrate you is one one minute they pick, you know, being in front of the kicker off kickoffs. And then they just forget about it for a few weeks. Then all of a sudden they pick it up again. And it's times when it's just really crucial that they pick it up. Or not. What's happening now with the feeding into the scrums? No one knows what's happening with the feeding into the scrums. Hey, gee. Don't, I don't, think I don't even want to go, go there. Can I talk about scrum tactics? Wasn't it interesting last night, Taranaki, they wanted to keep the ball in the back of the scrum and scrum for penalties. Yep. They knew they had the advantage over Counties Monaco and they just kept the ball in the boot. And, and Nick Bryant knew what was going on, <laughs> to his credit. And he's saying, mate, guys, it's there, use it. Yeah. But they were scrumming for dominance, yeah. especially on that second shove. It's quite a clever play against a team that, you know, counties can hold their own on their own. Oh, ball. yeah, man. And, uh, but when they're defensively scrumming and they're waiting for that second shunt, that's when they were coming under pressure. And they'd won some scrum penalties from it last year. I mean, that, that sort of thing for me, that's old school rugby tactics. Yeah. And I really appreciate that in the game. Yeah, and it's good too because, I mean, what it does, and particularly last night when Taranaki were down in their own 22, it gave them, you know, uh, 
what relatively easy well it was not an easy i shouldn't say easy i mean it was hard work just scrummaging getting parity up front and getting a penalty and all of a sudden you get a penalty from there you're in your own 22 you knock it down down the other end and then all of a sudden you're applying that pressure so it's a it's a it's a momentum swinger you know that what joe was talking about there before you know they don't get that right and taranaki do all of a sudden they're down the other end you know, and then you know they're picking off, picking off you know three or three or so points, and then it, and then a try, and then it just changes the whole um, the whole game. One of the players involved last night, in fact, very involved. He was the captain of the Taranaki side, Angus Tarvall. Today he wakes up and gets a call saying, "Hey, guess what? Joe Moody's out. You're in the All Blacks." Today on the short ball, I, I want to have a discussion about Angus Tarvall. First and foremost, what a champion bloke. He has just plugged away for a long time. He had to take his super rugby career across to Australia for a couple of seasons just to get a job. Came back, didn't have a gig. Mm. Chiefs picked him up on injury cover. Mm. He was huge for them all season long. He's back with Taranaki, his adopted province, where in his first season down in Taranaki, he was awarded club man of the year. And here he is now on the cusp, potentially, of an All Blacks cap. Is this the best story of the year from oh. a rugby point of view, from an international rugby point of view? Oh, man. I don't know if it's a – how many good stories do we have of these props? I mean, it's, I mean, this guy here, and you said it, Sumo. I mean, the fact he went overseas but come back, didn't have a contract, didn't have a job, got called in because um, the Chiefs had massive injury sort of woes, and then all of a sudden he played – and he played huge numbers, like you know, huge numbers for the Chiefs. Um, and now he's called into the All Blacks. I mean, I mean re- the resilience you have to show, the trust in yourself, mm-hmm. um, to go back also and look after yourself. Now you're playing minor ten cup, but also lift to another level. And now you get an opportunity to, um, you know, to to get into that All Black environment and fight for a for, for your first cap. What an amazing story! I, I just I and I wonder too whether this is, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying Angus is being used as a political football here, but. Yeah, he's come back to New Zealand. He hasn't gone out of Super Rugby. He hasn't taken a contract overseas, even if one was offered to him. He's come back. He's really put his heart and soul into the Chiefs this year and uh, then into Taranaki. I mean, is this the All Blacks saying, don't go, boys, don't go away? You, your chance can still come? Well, it's definitely saying something, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's saying, you know, he's a guy in that he, he perhaps didn't even think he was on the radar. Mm. Um, and so you always are, and, and, and I, what I love about it is, you know, nowadays because we've got so much young guys coming through, and particularly in the backs, you know, you're coming out of school, perhaps one year uh, playing super, and all of a sudden you're in the All Blacks. This here is, is um, you know, what traditionally it's been all about, and um, you know, getting in the All Blacks way back in the, in the early days where you grind it away, grind it away, then all of a sudden, you know, okay. You may, you, you, may, you may have had a little bit of luck because guys were injured, but you make your own luck. Mm. All of a sudden, you get an opportunity, like they say. Once you get an opportunity, you make it. You make the most of it. This Angus has done that right from the very beginning. He could have easily gone to the Chiefs and thought, "Well, I'm the fourth or whatever um, prop. Um, you know, I, I might get dealt to every every um, you know every game or so." That never happened. He fronted week in, week out. And now, again, as a captain and as a leader, and that's inspirational for guys you know that are coming through the grades, and particularly now for the Taranaki guys, to look up to someone like that who's persevered throughout his uh, career and now gets a shot at the All Blacks. Wow. Totally that? well.
Yeah, I know. I'm thrilled for the bloke. And, uh, yeah, I hope he enjoys every second of it because uh, that, that's a guy who really has put in the mahi and, and uh, earned it. You know, he's put himself in the frame. And, that, and that's, as you say, Millsy, that's what it's all about. Interestingly, you know, while Angus has come back to New Zealand and, and I guess rekindled his career here and, and um, shown everyone the prowess that he has, another story during the week, and we should discuss it today on the short ball, was uh, a story in the New Zealand Herald that Bowden Barrett won't be turning his back on the All Blacks jersey post-2019 Rugby World Cup. Um, <laughs> I, what? Well, you know, like it was written matter-of-factly as well. If Bowden Barrett signs on post-2019 and doesn't have a sabbatical clause <laughs> in his contract, I, I've been following the wrong game. <laughs> I mean, I know Bowden Barrett is probably very well paid, and I frankly don't give a shit how much he gets paid. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, that's up to him and his employer. But there is, there is no way, if he continues his form, that a club is not going to come to him and say, mate, I could, I could triple so, that, so, I could quadruple that, <laughs> come for a season. Dan Carter did it. Jerome Kano did it. Manonu did it. They've all done it. And it's, surely Bowden Barrett says, you know what? Yes, I want to be here for 2023, but I'm going to take a break. Not for money, necessarily. No. But to say, you know, I'm going to get out of the bubble for a while. Mm. I mean, and it's this. I'm sick of this conversation always being hedged in terms of how much money these guys are getting. There are so many more reasons. You know this, Mills. You've yeah. done it. There are so many more reasons guys need to get a break from New Zealand rugby and head overseas for an experience. Yeah, and <laughs> Ben Smith done it. You know, he and and what you find is you actually you haven't hunger to come back, and it's just been uh, you know an opportunity to get back. You know, get out of the environment, you know, and it's the mental side of things. Even little niggles that you've had, you know, a lot of these guys are still playing little wee niggles that, um, you know, they've nursed for the, for a number of years. So just being able to get out in the environment, refresh and come back. I can't see, I can't, I mean, nowadays, yes, the money's massive and, um, you know, it's not always the influencing thing about guys, you know, heading overseas. But there's... Bowden Barrett would be absolutely silly if he just keep grinding away here like like they take right. a sabbatical, yeah. make some money, boy. Uh, but I mean, but I mean, this is just the contracting environment in which we, I just I was intrigued by the timing of that story. The guys just played the house down. Here's the talk of the town, and then all of a sudden, a story appears that there's no way he's going anywhere post 2019. That's, that, that seemed an extraordinary story to be running, mm. uh, a long way out, may I add. Uh, and I just wonder the motivation behind that story and whose story that came from. Bowden Barrett wasn't quoted in that story. Where's that information coming from? Because if you're looking to sign a guy up long term, as New Zealand rugby should certainly be doing, uh, have things changed? Because you've given Carter in the past this opportunity to get away for a while. Yeah. You've given other players of Bowden Barrett's ilk the chance to get away for a while. Is that going to suddenly change, is it? Oh, I don't think it would. I don't think it would. And, and that's the thing for guys like this. It's... They want to be. It's, they want to be an all black as long as they can. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, 
you know they've got to also you know you have a break from it have a break from super and things like that and you know there's no way New Zealand rugby are going to compete um, with those massive clubs overseas because I'll just throw massive coin at it but yep. to be able to take a break and go away um, I don't know yeah I sort of certainly haven't sort of read that story but I have heard whispers about it but no I'd say it'd be an absolute unless they know that the um, taxpayers are going to pay for Bowden Barrett now the taxpayers are not paying for Bowden Barrett. They might, they might, they, hey, they might have an inside the go, knowledge the that the broadcasting <laughs> minister got fired, and didn't they? So, <coughs> well, yeah, for being an egg. Well, p- perhaps the new one's thinking they might chuck some broadcasting. No, there's money. no, there's oh. no, okay. there's no. Also, may I add, New Zealand rugby does get funded by the government. They got funded for both sevens team for the Olympic program. Oh yeah, millions of dollars worth. So you know they're, they're getting they're getting funded. Mm. That's another story. I don't even want to go there. Hello, producer Ellis. Hello. Now, here's a question for you, Producer Ellis, on the short ball today. Now, yep. if a big French podcast came along and said to you, you know what, here's uh, a lot more than you're earning producing the short ball uh, here in the Auckland studio, would you take that? Yeah. yeah. I'd, shed a f- I'd shed a few tears. <laughs> no, you said, yeah, far I'd too quickly. I'd write a nice card that, for you guys. A, does, the manner, does the manner of the short ball not make up for it? Is it how is this long, not how long was that pause? <laughs> there, was, there was a microsecond, if that. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm young. I need to be saving money. I have like $400 in my KiwiSaver. Oh, so What's that going to get me? So it's all about the money? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't believe you, Alice. I thought we had something greater going on here. Yeah, that's why it's just about the money. I can't put the personal stuff into it because then it'd be too hard. Oh, you don't want to get emotion involved. Yeah, this is exactly. Business. This is business. This is business. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Everyone's um, different. Too, yeah, that's true. Well, we know where you stand, Alice. <laughs> Are you sad? Yeah, I am a little bit. Well, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It's just. It'll take me a while to I'm recover. With you. I'm with you. Huh? What? Yeah, you'd go too. You. No, no. I'm. So, I support her. <laughs> I'm supporting her. That's the way she. You're fe- better than that. <laughs> well, that's the way she feels. Supporting man, me. Good on you. I think I think you're better than this, Scotty. Yeah, I, well, that's true. I am better than this. I, I need to refocus here and talk about the rest of the Mighty Ten Cup this weekend, including my Tanifa. We need we need to discuss the Tanifa. We need to discuss Rennie Ranger. Is is Rennie Ranger the most preternaturally gifted casual mm. rugby player in the world <laughs> right now? Like effortlessly cool on a rugby field. Yeah. Yeah, he has to be. <laughs> just the way he's come back and oh, he's been great, isn't he? I mean, um what he's what he's done for that side and particularly against Auckland. I mean, um I, when he when he played the, that first game against North Harbour, I thought he was looking a, a little bit yeah, big, but then he's he looks slim slimmer and then the the way he was, I mean, his influence on the game against Auckland was massive and so having him back has been huge. And and a lot of guys struggle to come back after being overseas. He's certainly one of the guys that that, that hasn't. And the X factor that he sort of has is just amazing to watch, isn't it? I'd be terrified marking Rennie Ranger. It wouldn't matter about the end result. I just, to know... That he's up with it, yeah, and you're going, what is he going to do next? Yeah. There was, that, there was also that shot once when he, um, I think Harry Plummer, he lined up Harry, Harry Plummer and just sort of ran straight at him. Good on you, Harry Plummer, getting down low, boy. Yeah, Harry got in the way. Just the Jadabar tackle. It's the only way to go on Rennie Ranger. Tony Farrow got an interesting assignment against Taranaki. Taranaki will still be favoured in that game, even though it's the last one of their storm this Sunday mm. afternoon. Mm. But you've got to think, the Tony Farrow have showed some glimpses of some real quality footy. And I know I'm biased here because I love my Tony Farrow, but... Even so, it's a team that, like Counties Monaco, is not far away. Yeah, I was, you know, just going to say that similar to the way that Counties have been. I mean, they've, 
you know, last week they dominated that first half and you just thought they were going to come back out and sort of really explode. But Auckland started to win all those big moments and all of, all of a sudden, you know, um, it was a convincing win. Um, you kind of feel if they got a few things together, um, they'll be out, outstanding. Their forward pick uh, gets them going forward. But what I like about them also is the ability to be able to um, get a bit of structure off counter-attack. They scored a really good try off a, um, a, a high ball catch and then they, they shot down the blind hand, the blind, and I think uh, it was Ranger actually that, that scored that. So it's a funny competition, isn't it, Sumo? Because <clears throat> yep. usually, I mean, the third yep. week in and you're thinking, okay, we're almost there or thereabouts. The reality with this might have 10 cup is that you only really have one or two weeks. I mean, look at the position the counties are in and also Northam. If they don't quite get it in the next couple of weeks, the season's over because it's it's such a sprint, isn't it? Yep. Well, it's a little bit different in the championship because you've still got a whole lot of teams winless because they played crossover matches right. to start their season. Mm. But yeah, the premiership's ruthless, mate. And, um, you know, counties Monaco have got Hawks Bay this weekend. Again, they're in the middle of their storm. So they've got to start getting some wins. Bonus points ain't going to save them nah. in this competition. So... A little bit of work to do. Uh, also, Saturday, Millsy, uh, the Farah Palmer Cup begins. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm quite excited about this. In fact, great story up on rugbypass.com from Taylor Curtis, uh, who played with the Canterbury side that had their maiden title last year. She wrote a great story about the season and what it meant and, and why they're looking forward to this year. But it all starts with the Storm taking on uh, the Cyclones at uh, Bell Park in Pukadunga. The Auckland Storm should be the strongest team in this competition. Yep. But over the last couple of seasons... They've just gone away from their form. And this team was unbeatable for years in the Farah Palmer Cup. Fiat Falmasili is not playing in this one. So they're going to rely pretty heavily on the likes of Lindari Tunu, who will start on the bench. Same McMenamin yeah. in the loose. Um, and also Natalia Moores on the wings. Some of their veterans, but a very young-looking side. Up against the Manawatu team that is always going to be improving, but they too down on power at the moment. Uh, Christina Sue and Vaini Gregg in that back line with Salika Winiata, pretty much the real strength of the show. So... It's going to be interesting to see where Auckland starts in this game because yep. they've got a they've got a lot of cattle to bring back, mm. but they're, they're starting with youth. Yeah, and you're right, Sumo. They, they, the Auckland, the Storm have lost their way in the last you know, couple of years or so, but perhaps it's due to the fact the competition's gotten better as well. I mean, the the growth, and we spoke about this, um, you know, leading up going going over to Pukekohe in, in the in the car last night. The fact that the skill level of some of these some of these ladies, if I can call them ladies, I mean, they're just amazing. I don't think they mind being called ladies. No, they don't mind. No, that's no. good. Well, the thing is, you know, you know, and I said to you, like you, you used to go into games, you know, way back then, and you're just thinking, okay, these girls just run it straight, and either someone just gets smashed or anything. But and I was when you're watching them, you know, step off their left, step off their right, the ball handling skills, the kicking, um, you know. Kendra, you know, Coxie, uh, particularly of both feet. I mean, it's the skill level in this in this um, women's game is just has just lifted, and so I'm really looking forward to the start of the season. Obviously, the Storm and, and um, how they they sort of come back, and particularly with some of the younger younger players before the the big guns come back into it. But it's there's some fairly good competition all around, isn't there. Well, Bay Plenty got a tough task taking on Kendra Coxage in the Canterbury side this week. No, Rebecca Todd, she's not uh, in the squad anymore, winning number eight last year. But Bay Plenty have signed good players and the likes of Les Aldo, Niketu, uh, Renee Wycliffe will be playing for Bay Plenty this year. Again, a young team, but they're surrounded by uh, women at the top of their game, especially with the Sevens girls now being centred in Mount Maunganui. So a lot of these women are going to get a chance to be around 
the top flight players in the game. Uh, but but a tough ask for the freshly promoted Bay of Plenty Volcanics to come up against the defending champs. Yeah, Canterbury, and that, yeah, and, and yeah, it is. It's going to be a tough ask. But I mean, it's it's a good way for them to sort of to see where they're they're at. You know, particularly early on in, early on in the round. Um, so. Um, and as you say, you know, I think um, Whitcliffe coming back in, she'll be she'll be massive, and, and um, her experience will be huge there. But you're right. I mean, down in Tauranga where they have the sevens um, now, you know, based down there, it's it's a it's a great way for these um, ladies to come through and actually, you know, see what high performance is all about. One last game in the Farapama that I'm looking forward to is Waikato taking on Counties Monaco, the neighbours, and uh, that game's getting played in Tikawiti as well. Is that? Hey, uh, Counties Monaco, we know, are going to put out a powerful pack. Uh, and if, did you? Did I? Sh- I showed you that shot of Tamara, oh, Tamara Leaf absolutely extinguishing Grace Brooker in the final last year. Man, Whoa. that still sends shivers down my spine. That tackle. I when she got sunburned for that. She got burned, but the, even better, Grace Brooker just bounced up as if I know. it ain't no thing. It was like, yeah, I'm, I'll place the ball and get up. Oh, I like that. Jesus, yeah, that's tough. Seriously, melted her. Yeah, best probably. tackle of the year by a country mile, yeah, biggest hit of the year. I, I kind of questioned it when I seen when I seen it last night. I was thinking, well, how can that have been a yellow card? If, mm-hmm. I mean, if if she had sort of fallen at the same time and fallen on top of her and Is wrapped it? her arms, it's one of those things, isn't it? But man, it was a huge hit. That was great. Oh, that's good stuff. Waikato uh, too. Chelsea Alley really stands as <clears throat> excuse me, really stands as the real experience in their backline now. Uh, they've lost a lot of players. Uh, Liz obviously went across the bay plenty last year, but. You know, I think Waikato have a chance to be one of the powerhouse provinces in the game. Mm. But uh, I look through their squad and it's just light, light on experience. And I think counties will have enough to account for that this weekend. Yeah, yeah, and you'd, you'd think so given, I mean, counties, you know, going into that final last year were, were the favourites having, you know, home, home advantage as well. And so, you know, I'd, I'd imagine that, um, you know, that play on their minds throughout this whole season so they'll be looking for a good start and, and as you say, experience um, particularly in the Farrah Palmer Cup is huge and uh, you know you just sort of sense that the uh, you know, Waikato team are actually trying to build something over the next couple of years I hope they do I hope they do Tasman will take on Taranaki Hawks Bay Wellington and Otago North Harbour that's the first round of the Farrah Palmer Cup if you're wondering two, uh, two divisions just like the minor mm. 10 Cup so Auckland Bay Plenty Canterbury Counties Monaco Manawatu and Waikato in the Farrah Palmer Cup Premiership, Hawke's Bay, North Harbour, Otago, Taranaki, Tasman and Wellington in the Championship. I, I guess what's great is the growth of the game. Only two provinces now out of the 14 top flight provinces yep. in the country um, do not have women's teams. Yeah, with Stags and... Uh... Stags and Northland. So the tip in the tail. <laughs> tip in the tail, mate. Oh, mate. Our, our old homes <laughs> yeah, need, to, man. need to get their <laughs> shit together. Immediately, Stags will get it. They'll sort themselves. Well, what's interesting is that one of the stars of the women's game right now, Elena Saeli, has come up from Southland because she yeah. wants to be playing, and she started with Otago and has come through the system. and And there's also players out of Titai Tokoro out of Northland who are travelling all the way south to counties to just to play rugby oh, and man. to train. Now, if you live in Whangarei and you're travelling to Pukekohe to train Shucks. rugby, I can give you the tip: that's a three-hour one-way drive and a three-hour drive back. Oh man. Far out. Talk about commitment, right? That is, man. That's huge. That's Andy Earl level commitment. That Remember is everyone huge used to praise man. Andy Earl for his six hour round trip to go to Canterbury training. Well, these women are doing it on a daily basis. Far out. How do you change? Oh, mm-hmm. stuff that. Mm-hmm. That's commitment, right? Yeah, 100. Is there flights? Yeah, you could get on a plane, I suppose. Be quicker. Grab a seat. More expensive. Should we get Andy's Zealand to sponsor them? Mate, that'd be awesome. There you go. Imagine that. Hey? It's 23 flights a year. Any Zealand could handle that. They made almost record profits. Oh, give me some of my air points. How much air points have you got? Oh, a couple hundred. 
Is that it? Then what have you done with them all? Oh, don't you lose them? <laughs> You'd have a bang chair, surely. Oh, mate, you spent, you spent 100 test matches flying around the world and you've oh, got no air points left? Mate, I spent probably about five years. What? Not, like, Doing what? There's no New Zealand overseas. Yeah, that sucked. You lost your golden leap, didn't Did I? you not get some bank years? No, I didn't. And then I used them to go like to America and stuff. You're a wasteful person, Mills Millie. You know, this oh, is I'm, I'm very thankful too, you New Are Zealand. You? Yeah, very thankful. Okay. That. You got that plug-in, really? Yeah, yeah. You're going to get a plug-in. Sky Sport now helping me out. Can you get those, get those numbers up? Get out of here. Have you finished? What? Hey, I'm this far Have away from finished? being gold. This, what? How far? This, well, I'm, I'm, you We're know. not here to discuss your air points level. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure you're getting sick of me following you into that lounge. <laughs> I'm getting sick of swiping my, my ticket and it comes up red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so not letting you in the lounge from this point on. That's been the short ball. Uh, our last one for winter. It is springtime in New Zealand. Mm. Looking forward to the daffodils growing, Millsy. I'll pick you a bunch. Did you True. bring your avocados in? I'm going to, oh, I forgot. I'll bring them tonight. Yeah, first, of, first of September. And happy birthday. First birthday to my youngest son, Mackenzie. Hey. Little bugger. Hey. Happy birthday. Mm. Little Mac. There you go. And he's in a flight. <laughs>Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.